Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler, in for Bill Ryder. You guys can contribute to the show yourself, 855-212-4227. You can also reach us at CBS Sports Radio on Twitter if you're uh, able to. Spend spend one of your rate limit tweets on us if you mind. Is that joke still funny? I don't know. It was funny on Saturday. It might have uh, died already. Pirates made a good uh, joke at that after they lost and... Uh, tweeted about that, so it's good to see them get in on the fun. Andrew Destin covers the Pirates, also covers the Penguins for the Post-Gazette in Pittsburgh. Big week for them with the MLB draft coming up, but as far as the Major League team, Andrew, and thanks for a couple minutes, you know, I'm in Milwaukee, so I'm a Brewers guy, and we're looking at this NL Central, and nobody wanted it for a while. Pirates in first place, and a lot of people throughout the division think, ah, no, they'll fade away. They'll fade away. And I thought, I don't know. This could be a different Pirates team. And then they lost <laughs> 10 games in a row. Uh, what what happened with Pittsburgh? They were they were in first place for a while. Oh, man. Well, well first part, thanks for having me on, on the show. Uh, this Pirates team, uh, I, I think it's kind of been a reverse, reversion back to the law of averages. And to expand upon that, this is a team that I think really surprised us in that month of April. And uh, eventually teams show us who they really are, right? And speaking of that NL Central, the St. Louis Cardinals, right? They've shown us all year that, oh, we keep thinking they're going to get there. They're going to figure it out. But if your pitching's no good or your bullpen's no good, that can really spell a lot of problems. And for the Pirates, I think for the month of May and really for most of June, it was the culmination of lackluster hitting for the most part because you had no Brian Reynolds in the lineup. You had no Andrew McCutcheon for a little bit and a lot of guys who were really struggling. I think there was one stretch um, where in their last 96 at-bats, I think it was, Rodolfo Castro, G1 Bay, Austin Hedges, and Jack Swinski were combined 0 for 96, right? I mean, that's uh, <laughs> unthinkable stuff in terms of just uh, not putting it together as an offense. So you put that together with a bullpen that was down most of its arms, um, it felt like an all, all, uh, you know, all but forgotten thought that this was going to happen. Um, that eventually the Pirates would fall back down to earth, and you know, after they uh, lost those last two to your Milwaukee Brewers, um, I think we're really starting to see what this Pirates team is. Right? They've lost five of six to the Brewers. 
um, essentially, you know, swept by the Cubs in Chicago, back in Pittsburgh as well. So, and, and you know, that's a team that's pretty much similar record-wise with them at 38 and 44. The Pirates are 39 and 44. Now that distance is starting to increase. And from my standpoint, obviously, we still have plenty of time left in the season. But it feels like that NL Central race is becoming uh, really just between the Reds and the Brewers and that the shoe has uh, no longer fit on the Cinderella story of the Pirates. And I'll get back to the NL Central overall here in a second with you. But on the Pirates being 39 and 44, I think in just watching this team, you know, they had their run where it seemed like they were in the uh, wild card game every year to not great results. But then there's this this period of time where it didn't seem to me like they were really focused on the future. Like there wasn't a plan. It was just, you know, be 10 games under 500, trade some guys off, whatever. With with the contracts that they've given out, they locked out Brian Reynolds for a while, and I think in the past he might have been a guy that they would have flipped. Cabrian Hayes locking him up on a very team-friendly deal. I at least think there's a difference in philosophy where they are kind of focused a little bit on eventually winning. Is that uh, am I being is that a mirage to me, or is that is there some truth to that in Pittsburgh? No, I, I think there's definitely some truth to that. I, I think you look at this team and look at the way that it's structured right now. We're a few years into the regime that's with Ben Charrington running the show as general manager, with Derek Shelton as your manager. I mean, they endured a lot of losing because it was we're going to let the young guys play and figure out what sticks and what doesn't. And that's been a productive endeavor just because you know, you allowed a guy like a Mitch Keller to work through his shortcomings, right? There was a lot of time there where Mitch Keller was not a major league pitcher, and he would be the first to tell you that. <laughs> and uh, now you look at what he's doing this year, and, it's, I mean, he's he's an all-star. So it, it just goes to show you that there's a plan in place of um, we're going to work with what we have. We're going to see what we have in terms of the prospect pool. We're going to beef that up and try to – um, fill in the farm system in between the gaps, which they've done for the most part, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to in a little bit too with the MLB draft, but um, still some shortcomings in certain areas. So I think there is a plan in place. Um, but to that point, I think this season was a little bit ahead of the timeline um, in terms of being as competitive as, they, as they've been, right? I mean, any team would like to be better than five games below 500, but I don't know that the Pirates necessarily expected to be here this closely. Uh, or at least this soon. I think this was probably a year further down the timeline, and this gave people a lot of expectations and a lot of hope that this could be a uh, you know a potential playoff season, like you mentioned in the you know early to mid uh, 2010s. They're probably still a year away from being at that level, but there is a, a plan in place. And I think next year, especially with some of the prospects that they started calling up, whether that's Henry Davis being up there or eventually turning to um, your catching prospect in Andy Rodriguez, Quinn Priest with the pitchers waiting in AAA, like. It's getting close to being at this point where they feel like they can be really competitive, but they're probably still, I think, a year away from, I don't want to say going all in, but versus trading a few guys at the deadline um, more to acquire guys. Talking all things Pittsburgh with Andrew Destin, again, covers the Penguins and Pirates for the uh, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. It is really interesting. You look at the standings this time of the year and a record that looks like, you know, 38 and 46 or 39 and 44 Sometimes if there's like the the little Pirates logo next to it, it's like, oh, okay. But if there's like the Mets logo or the Cubs logo next to it, it's like, oh, my God, that's horrendous. And you've seen some teams in the National League. The National League Central and the American League Central have been getting uh, made fun of 
by everybody in baseball because there's not really anybody that's good. It's kind of like who doesn't want to win this division. In the last two, three weeks, the Brewers have been playing better at the, uh, you know, not the beneficiary of the Pirates at their expense, but also the Reds bringing up a bunch of young guys. With seeing the teams that you have, do you have a front runner between the two of them uh, in terms of who you like in the NL Central? Yeah, I stick with pitching. I mean, that's just I, I, that's where I go, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this part, considering it's, uh, it's your Brewers. But I think this is Milwaukee's division. I, I think Cincinnati is a fun story. They had a great run there with their long winning streak, and man, oh man, is Ellie De La Cruz fun to watch. Um, but but no, I, I think the Brewers division, just given what they have in terms of the starting rotation. The only concern I got with Milwaukee is that bullpen. Uh, until you get the ball to the ninth inning, and it's not too different from what the Pirates have with getting it eventually to David Bednar in the ninth. With the Brewers, it's kind of a matter of what do you have in that bullpen besides the ninth inning. So that's the only really concern that I have. Versus with the Reds, I mean, the starting pitching, you look up and down the board, it's you know, an Ashcraft who really hasn't had a great season. It's just been a rotation you know, on a green, still sidelined, I believe, with, on the IL. So I, I look at the rotation with what the Reds are doing, um, the offense is great. It's awesome to see the young guys up there, but I still think I'm going to side with pitching and go with the Brewers. I think the Brewers, they had a record of 53 guys that they used last year at some point, and they were at 45 already by June 1st in terms of guys on their roster, and they have been churning and burning with that bullpen. So you're right, Devin Williams being an all-star at the back end of that thing, and there's other guys that they like in there, but it's just, you know, innings five, six, and seven, sometimes eight, can be kind of a disaster. Now, we talked about the the outlook of the Pirates in the future, and I think what's very interesting about the MLB draft this year is that a lot of times, and the Pirates having the number one pick, but a lot of times we look at this draft and it's a bunch of guys we just don't know or guys that are going to be high schoolers that are going to be years away. Sometimes you get a guy that could be two and a half, you know, three years away, and you get a little more excited. With how big the College World Series was, getting everybody's attention, now you could have, I think, four of those guys from the championship series within the top ten, including uh, whoever the Pirates want to go with. They've got, they've got the pitcher that they can take. They've got Dylan Cruz that they can take. Do they have a... A favorite, do you know? Do, are you more expecting them to take one? Because these guys, I mean, it may not be that long before they're in a big league Pirates uniform. Yeah, it, it's a tough one because you look at it, I think both, uh, we're talking about both the LSU guys. I think, let, let's just start there. That yeah. I would be really, really surprised if the Pirates' number one overall did not go with either Paul Skeens, the pitcher out of LSU, or Dylan Cruz, the outfielder that everybody's talking about out of LSU, right? These two guys are, in any other draft, they're going 1-1. Um, these two guys are, you know, elite prospects in their own right. Skeen's a guy who can reach 100. Cruz a guy who got on base, what was it, every every game of his of his college career, it felt like. Um, so these are two guys who are a great talent in their own right. I think the discussion with the Pirates is an interesting one because – they want to go, it's been made pretty clear by Ben Sherrington, that they're going to go with whoever they think is the best talent. This isn't like two years ago in the 2021 draft, they went with Henry Davis uh, because there was no clear-cut number one overall guy, and they wanted to save some of that bonus money, that slot money, and spread it around because they had a bunch of comp picks, they had a bunch of early second-round guys, you know, they had a few in the comp round, and that worked, that's worked out great for them because you've had a couple of nice pitching prospects like and Anthony Solomito, a high school arm, who you weren't sure you were going to be able to sign, but you will woo him with money, right? So 
that all goes to the point that I don't think we're going to see that this year with the Pirates. It's either going to be Skeens or Cruz. I think it just comes down to philosophically what this uh, franchise desires. Do they want the front-end arm, a guy who you can uh, pencil right in there as your, you know, your first game starter, your eighth, is that what you're looking for? Then it's schemes, and we've seen the Pirates do that before, albeit with a different regime with Garrett Cole. And I think the Pirates, as a, as a franchise, developing arms has been a little bit more difficult for them than outfielders. But then there's an equally valid argument to be made about Cruz because you look at the Pirates, you know, top 20 prospect list, um, your best outfield prospect is Lonnie White Jr., um, a guy who's basically been injured since they've drafted him. So, um, to me, I think Cruz is the guy, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Skeens. It's, uh, I'm giving you a middle-of-the-ground answer here, but it's definitely one of the two LSU guys, and I'm thinking it's probably Cruz. I'm just excited that I, like, I'm aware of the guys that are going to get drafted in the top two, top three. I, that, that, like, never happens uh, you see it in right. other sports because even even in basketball now it's like, oh okay, I know that guy, I know that guy, and then it's like ah, he played overseas, I don't know him, and you know baseball's a little more high school, but it's it's great to see, and I think it's going to bring in more attention and definitely uh, more eyes on the Pirates and and what they do in the future. One more for you, I just I got to ask you about the Pittsburgh Steelers because sure. this is a, this is a division that they're in that I think like. I I think that Kenny Pickett could work there, and I think that he had a nice you know rookie season. I think he could turn into be one of the franchise quarterbacks in the uh, NFL in terms of a guy that the Steelers would love and wouldn't trade for anybody. He's not there yet, but I think that he could develop into that. The fact that Mike Tomlin was able to take that team last year, win four in a row at the end of the year, and not have a losing record to keep that streak going was tremendous. I don't know what the outlook needs to be on them, though, because they might be in, you know, the toughest division. The Ravens, I think, are going to be good. The Bengals, of course, are going to be Super Bowl contenders. I think the Browns are such a wild card, but if if Deshaun Watson plays capable, they're very good. What's the outlook with the Pittsburgh Steelers? They could be a surprise team, but also that division is just too tough. Yeah, it's a tough division. You're absolutely right. Arguably the best, or if not, it's, you know, number two or number three in football. Um, I, I think the outlook, the way the kind of general consensus on it is, is this is another year where you'd like to be around 500, and if you win a game or two extra, maybe you sneak into the playoffs, right? I mean, this is you easily could see three teams, uh, you know, you could see easily see three teams from the AFC North, um, you know, make, make the playoffs this year. I think the key with Kenny Pickett, just to, to hammer home that point, is um, they're really trying to surround him with weapons now. I mean, you got Deontay Johnson under contract now. The shrewd move to pick up Allen Robinson over the offseason, George Pickens back for a second year. Um, now Miles Austin, Calvin, uh, Miles Boykin, excuse me, Calvin Austin is back healthy after missing all of last year, his rookie season. So it's like you've got a bunch of pieces in place. I'm not even talking about Pat Firemuth or Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia they got. I think the, the, the question here is they want to be a run first team with Najee Harris, but do they have enough weapons around Kenny Pickett? that if he wants to wheel and deal and throw 35, 40 passes in a game, can he be effective? Um, and if he is, then that's, that, that speaks really well for those Steelers, and this could be a team that could contend for a playoff spot. But otherwise, I think you could see something pretty similar to last year. Um, the defense is just where I have a few questions, because I like the Patrick Peterson signing, but uh, he's getting up there in age. Is he going to be a corner? Is he going to transition to a safety role? Joey Porter Jr., they picked him pretty darn high, I believe, at number 32 overall. Basically a first-round talent. He's likely going to be a day-one starter. So these guys to have optimism and excitement for, 
Um, but they're also new pieces to a puzzle for a defense that long has been, you know, holding them up, keeping the team afloat. This year we maybe see them take a step back as the offense takes a step forward. What's the net-net gain on that? I think that's a really interesting question. Is If the offense improves, does the defense hold the hold ground and allow for this to be a playoff team? Should be interesting all the way around. Uh, an exciting time in Pittsburgh. Andrew Destin, good to talk to you, man. Keep up the good work, and we'll be in touch. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Bart. Have a good one. Happy 4th. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.